It's time for the No Shot Clock Podcast. We're talking the biggest stories in Illinois high school basketball. Hey, now, here are your hosts, Michael O'Brien of the Chicago Sun-Times and Joe Hendrickson of the City Suburban Boost Report. Welcome in, everybody. We are in a stretch run of the final two th- two weeks left, Mike. Uh, two weeks left, I think, of the regular season. Two and a half, two plus weeks, maybe three. I'm all messed 19 up. 19 days. Oh, wow. I think all right. Yeah, 19 days. So we are, yeah, we've had a sprint here in the last uh, couple of weeks. Shootouts and and uh, we just uh, head right now into the city playoffs coming up, starting up this week. And right around the corner will be uh, the seeds will come out with a sectional. and, and Yeah, yeah. when is that? <laughs> People keep asking me, and I don't know. And the I just say was late with the assignment. Um, so, like, do we have I a date? I believe, I think they are due, because I do my stupidity of seeding the sectionals myself prior to it, and I'm having those. I'll send those to you to put up <laughs> probably a week from today. And I believe we'll have them a week from this Thursday. I think the coaches submit them. I'm a, maybe off a day or two here, like between Monday and Wednesday or Tuesday and Thursday of next week. And I would assume we'd have them posted by next Friday. Hopefully. Uh, but, uh, it's just fast. It's just boom. <laughs> yeah, my head's spinning. Uh, we're going to do, I, I didn't ask for questions, guys. Feel free to send them if you have them. Um, I just had a busy two days and didn't get around to it, but we do have one. So we'll hit that. Then we'll do uh, our two takes and then we'll go into, I mean, it seemed like the most sense. I mean, it's such a huge week coming up. The city tournament is starting literally just got that bracket uh, that kicks off on Wednesday. And then it, it, it goes quick. It's like Wednesday, Friday, Tuesday, when I forget when this whatever it, it's all done in like you know ten days or something it's not two weeks or whatever it's a quick tournament and uh, all obviously this weekend we've got the two huge events the uh, the Donda Academy thing at UIC and Sierra Canyon coming which it sold out in like eight minutes or something someone told me to win trust to play Glenbar West so we're gonna get into those games that'll be our main uh, kind of segment this week so uh, let's jump into the question it's uh. Ron, who has asked quite a few, you know, I think it's less of a question and more of a statement and some info, but I figured it was kind of fun to hear. So uh, Ron says, in response to a listener question last week about the place of Glenbard West among the all-time great teams, I decided to dip into the IHSA archives on YouTube and freshen up on the 80s, the 1980s teams and players to see what the standard is. I can safely report that although Glenbard West is a fine team that might very well run the table and win state this year, they would have immense problems against a number of teams from the past. I would strongly encourage any and all younger fans to check out the games on the IHSA Archives YouTube channel. After watching 10-plus games this week, I've assembled my all-time 1980s starting five. So it's pretty, wow. Yeah, I know. It's, it's a pretty good start. That's a Busy weekend. <laughs> all right, we got uh, this is the, the his his all his I guess all state all eighties state team. Uh, Russell Cross from Manly, Everett Stevens from Evanston, Marcus Liberty of King, 
Eric Anderson from St. Francis de Sales and Lafonso Ellis from East St. Louis Lincoln. And I mean, that's a solid, that's a solid team. And our run says this squad would end more dreams than an errant alarm clock. <laughs> so, uh, I mean that if you, if you haven't checked out the IHSA archives, I know I did a lot of them. Dur- I watched a lot of them and wrote about them during the pandemic when we had nothing else going on, but they keep adding them like, Every week they're adding games. I haven't even looked in like a month. I, I saw they'd added a couple of interesting ones um, in December, but yeah, it, it is really fun to watch. It, it's if if you're ever like instead of maybe scanning through TikTok, turning on a 1993 state championship game isn't bad. Yeah, I, the 80s are actually my favorite decade. I I, I love it. This, this Assembly Hall, state finals. Uh, you'd have to put a Quincy player, Bruce Douglas, or a Michael Payne on that uh, on that list, but um. But who who you take off, Joe? That's the thing. Uh, well, Lafonso's on there for sure. Yeah. Um. Maybe Russell Cross. Ooh. Um. Yeah, I think it'd be. Wait, who's the second one you mentioned? Everett Stevens. Marcus Liberty, Eric Anderson. That was plus great. Russell Cross was like seventy nine, eighty was his senior year. So ooh, okay, well that's a good point then. Yeah, like he doesn't really. I mean, you're talking about Nick Anderson. I, I mean, that's a heck of a a, a player in the eighties. There's, yeah, it's a it's a great decade. Um, but uh, no, that's good good insight, good research. I hire him as a yeah. hoops report historian. <laughs> I, I need somebody. Seriously, ten games in a week—that's a—that's a lot of YouTube watching, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Ron was not messing around with maybe he'll, maybe he's doing the '90s as we speak this week, and we'll get another team uh, next time. But um, all right, let's uh, start out with uh, our two takes. Joe, you wanna you wanna get going? Yeah, I need to buy some stock that I left. I forgot to buy stock. I, I, a huge omission on my part last week. Uh oh. And I need to dive in. I can't believe I forgot. But before I do my official take, Mike, I got a question for you. Uh, do you know who the number one team is in Class 1A right now in the AP state rankings? Now, I do not look at them very often. At this time of the year, I start to, as I start trying to, it, it came up because we're talking about your foot Christian and. I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. guessing it's that mound scales. Scales mound. Scales yes. mound. Sorry, <laughs> my bad. <laughs> I, my my. Have you ever heard of Scales Mound? Uh, just on Twitter this year. Uh, otherwise, no, I had not. But I, I know that they've been playing well. Yeah, I've never ever heard of Scales Mound. Yeah. Uh, do you know where it's located? Not. A Did clue. you find it on a map? I could not. No. Out near Galena, on uh, the Wisconsin Illinois, I like okay. that border anyway. So, um, they are. 70 kids in the school. They never, ever, ever win. Uh, I looked at their history. <laughs> so anyway, I, I, and I started to look at 2A. Can you name the one and two ranked teams in two? Maybe I'm a, you, you'd think I would follow this a little more closely since I'm the city of suburban hoops report and I cover high school basketball. Uh, I just don't look at the AP state rankings really, See, really ever. I, I'm on an email chain. I don't look right. at them either. And I don't vote. I feel kind of guilty about that, but not really. I mean, my rankings are out there. Anybody wants to use it, it just, yeah. But do I am know, on the email chain. Um, do you know who's one and two and two A? I, I don't. Um, I'm, I would guess what? 
Leo and yeah, Longwood. No, Longwood is not even receiving votes. Oh, um, to Paul. Oh, okay, that makes sense. So, anyway, my take and my added stock that I'm purchasing. Forgot all about DePaul. Oh. I, I mean, they went 10 and 0 to start the year. They were hit by COVID, missed a ton of time, had to get out of the Hinsdale tournament, went one and three, I think, in between. Um, and they've rattled off six straight wins now. And they are 2A, which I also forgot about. And the 2A field, Mike, uh, could materialize into a one versus two in this rankings, Leo versus DePaul in a super sectional game. But if you look at DePaul's road, it is, uh, I mean, you gotta, they're gonna have to beat or, uh, but I just think DePaul is kind of a forgotten team a little bit. And Tom Kleinschmidt's done a great job with a group that, I mean, this is not last year's DePaul team with T.Y. Johnson. It's not as good. Uh, if that team would have played last year as a two-way school, whoo. But, uh, this is, you know, they've, they've got some things and, and, a, like two-way schools typically don't have. Dylan Arnett, 6'9", you know, uh, Jalen McElroy, 6'6", sophomore. So they got some size, bulk inside that a lot of two-way schools, uh, will have a tough time matching up with. And I keep going back to that, that road they have. This is a favorable route. You know, of course, when they went to Peoria and finished, I think they finished fourth, uh, was that three years ago? Uh, they were, they were, uh, 3A school and this 2A route, very favorable. So I would have bought some stock last week in DePaul going forward. Now, with that being said, they have a killer. We'll learn a lot about DePaul in, in the next I don't know, two or three weeks. They have a killer stretch coming up here, uh, in the Catholic League. Uh, but I, I just think this is a team to kind of keep an eye on as they kind of navigate their way through a two way field that, again, it, it, when you play the schedule they play, that's not a typical two way schedule. Uh, they've got, I'm pulling up here. Um, I mean, they go Mount Carmel, Brother Rice, St. Rita, Leo, Marion Catholic. Uh, so that is a, a big time stretch of games to, to prep them for what should be a pretty, uh, long run in, in class 2A. Well, that Leo game's poorly timed, huh? <laughs> yeah, they'll play Tuesday, February 15th, and then probably that'll be, what's that, two, Tuesday the super sectional would be the 22nd, 29th. Yeah. Three weeks great. later. That's so. great. Um, but yeah, I really, I thought, I watched them against HF, you know, at that, uh, at the DePaul, at the shootout there, and they played really well. I was, they just, they kind of had a little bit of an edge to them. I was really impressed, and uh, as you said, they started the season great, but I thought they were coming back nicely, and then they had that Ignatius loss, and that knocked them out of the rankings, and, um, Mm -hmm. but I know that Milwaukee Arts and Sciences team they played is supposed to be pretty good that they mm-hmm. beat. Um, and we know what Providence has done to some people. <laughs> they've, uh, they've kind of snuck up again and become a real dangerous team. So that's a better win in the last week than we thought. I do though, think or is a real problem. Um, they, Martez Jackson, 
you know, who was one of DeKalb, who was DeKalb's best player or whatever last year, he's now playing and he's now playing well. When I saw him, he was just kind of feeling his way out, but I saw he let him in scoring yesterday and they're getting that, this mysterious <laughs> kid from New Jersey eligible finally this week. Um, who's like six five plus all the other guys they have. So that's going to be an awful lot of future college basketball players if Orr but, has time to figure it out. But uh, didn't they just lose a university high last yesterday? Night. Yeah, in a game that I and think is scheduled in an hour. Um, yeah, I that's I've seen them play U um, high. Yeah. Um, I mean, that is a big eyebrow. I mean, that raises some questions for me, but. Um, yeah, I would wonder who played it. I, I, I would, I wouldn't put too much stock into that game. It was. Well, I hope they're playing in their own shootout. I would hope. <laughs> well, no, they <laughs> played the day before in their real game. Yeah, this was one. It was supposed to be Joliet West against Lake Park, uh, and all of a sudden it, that was just gone. It was because both U-Highs showed up on Saturday. I don't know how much you want to know about this, but normal U-High and Chicago U-High both showed up to play on Saturday. <laughs> Yeah, there was some, uh, <laughs> so, I was navigating coaches who didn't have a clue who they were playing on by Wednesday and Thursday of last week. So, yeah. So, uh, so uh, I think to give you high a game since they showed up on Saturday and couldn't play or said they'd play them in the last game, which is like, you know, and so I'm not sure who they play. You know what I mean? I, I wouldn't put much into that game. It might not have been Orr's main guys. All right. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, that, that'd be a fun game though. Or DePaul prep. And I, uh, I mean, Leo, man, you know, we thought they were good when we saw them, but boy, they've proven it, huh? Um, they've had a nice yeah. run. Yeah, I, I just like the way they play. I, they really play hard. They compete. They get after it. And they've got, you know, um, a, a nice blend of some scoring, some size. Yeah, and you know what else I like about Leo? Their uniforms. Oh, yeah, they're great. Yeah, it's like terrific, terrific yeah. uniform. Yeah, we had a actually did a story on that at the Sun Times, uh, the features department, because it's some famous designer um, that made them. But yeah, if you look at Leo's losses this season, are to Curie, um, Glenbard West, and at Hillcrest. So that's not too shabby, <laughs> right there. Don't they have one bad one? No, no, that's it. All right. I thought they had one more. Uh, right. Hillcrest is the only team that's beaten them in 2022. And before that, it was Glenbard West. So, yeah, it's – uh, I was at that Hillcrest game too. Boy, it was close for a while, but then Hillcrest smacked them in the second half. The Hawks are obviously playing really well, but we'll talk about them yeah. a little bit later. I should give my take here, which going to be a bit of a rant. Um, and I believe if we had a producer that went back into the No Shot Clock archives, we could have just dialed this up from two years ago. I'm so – deeply annoyed by this forfeiting in the public league. Oh, this is annual. I mean, but this is an annual. We just missed the whole season. You would think that after missing basically an entire season, these kids who did not get to play barely at all last year, you would not be stealing games from them. I mean, and then telling me how under recruited everybody is. I mean, it's young and or did not happen. When is the last time that did happen? I, I don't know. Um, or and Clark did not play and they were fighting back and forth about it forever. Basically the top three teams in the red Northwest didn't play except young did play Clark. 
Uh, and I think he's the only one that happened. So how they decided, I heard they all got together and traded their forfeits around or whatever and agreed that Young, they'd all tie and Young would win or some crazy, I don't know what the heck it is, but it has to end. This is ridiculous. We got these Young and Orr, especially, are traveling all over the country. They're not missing games in California or Minneapolis or wherever the heck they all go, but they can't play their conference games? I, I mean, it's completely ridiculous. I, I, I just, I don't understand what the deal is with this, and the C- CPS needs to do something about it. I know last time I ranted, I tried to come up with an idea. I don't think anybody should get a win. If they forfeit a conference game, they both get losses. Something There has to be something done to stop this from going on. And it, it's just, the year after COVID, it's just even dumber and crazier than, than I could have imagined. I mean, as far as we know, Orr is 6-0 and in the Red West. That's three games they didn't play. Clark is 7-1 and and Young is 8-0. So they actually did okay. They played all but one game. Um, but even that, I mean, it's ridiculous. I, I don't, I don't get it. Well, I am marking this down. 131. 21 episode. 22. What, tw- what episode is this? Oh yeah, it's twenty-two. That's a good question. Episode one hundred and some something. I, got, you, I, I wanna, don't think I'll, it's going to be addressed. Joe? No, I think you'll have the same rant <laughs> yeah. a year from today, and I would love for you to be able to just cue this up yeah. from twenty twenty-two. Dude, nothing changes in the. I, I'm sorry, I, I'm just shocked and surprised. I mean, I was texting with you today about if we're going to have public league brackets. Uh, I figured, when's this thing tip off? Wednesday? Yeah. <laughs> like I, figured hours. Have, I figured they wouldn't have that till Wednesday morning. Yeah. I think this is a very positive step in the right direction, having it 48 hours ahead of time. No, this is late. I usually get it over the weekend. I was getting pretty annoyed. I'm supposed to like have some downtime Monday morning, and it ruined it completely. All I did was try and get this, because I kind of had the games, but not the bracket order. And it, Yeah, it's very annoying. Uh, uh, my second take is, you know, it's going to be in the paper, uh, online and in my three pointer column, but I just wanted to, I love being able to address teams that, you know, there's always outstanding seasons and storylines that go beyond the rankings, beyond, uh, teams that are in the, you know, ranked all year long. We, we, we've talked about so many of them and, and deservedly so because they're the best teams with the best players and I get it, but, I just wanted to highlight another one. Uh, in the past, we've talked about Andrew. We've talked about this one's Oakland. Uh, like some real cool stuff's happening, uh, with Jason Rhodes and his program. And I, I did talk to him briefly over the weekend and uh, I wrote about just the fact that they had won a conference championship for the, well, first of all, Oakland's eight, 18 and four. Uh, is that right? Uh, yep. 18 and four. 18 and four. And, you know, I, it, it's a program that has not had a, a whole bunch of history, as proven by the fact they haven't won a conference championship since 1983. Uh, so they're an 18-4 and team, first title in 39 years. Uh, they, they've won some, you know, a couple of years ago, two, three years ago, uh, they had, had the most wins in, in, in years. And, but did not win a conference championship, finished second. Uh, this year they won the South Suburban Red. And I, and I just kind of wanted to just highlight, you know, players like Johnny McGowan and Nico Reyes and, um, 
I, the big man in the middle, middle, Davion Lawrence, six foot five, probably two sixty. I mean, he's a uh, clogs the lane and, and, and kind of fuels their defense. I, I just love new blood and new conversation in high school basketball. And, and congratulations to Oakland for, you know, now they're climbing to that 20 win range um, that's coming up. But problem's going to be tough road in the, in the sectional, regional sectional. It is a loaded sectional that they're in. going to be tough to get that regional championship. But um, not out of the question, but they have put themselves in a position that, they're not accustomed to, so congrats to that program. Yeah, it's great. Um, but who would have thought it would have come after the Sammy Asmani era? <laughs> it mm-hmm. was, uh, the next year. Um, you know, I got to see a lot of Oakland basketball over the last couple of years because of that. You know, Oak Forest was good and, um, that rivalry with Oak Forest and Oakland is fun. So yeah, it's nice to see them get Yeah, some, I think uh, they were, attention. I think they were in, uh, they're Warren. I saw them in Warren, Warren, uh, Warren the Shore a couple of years ago at Trier. They played somebody. I can't remember who they played, but yeah, they've got a little more exposure, and, and it's just a program that's kind of a blue collar group that, without big names or big stars, and winning some games. And you think about, I mean, that area, little. I mean, Evergreen Park, you know, has had a nice year. Richard doesn't have a great record, but man, they've given some teams a real battle. Uh, Tinley Park, you know, is having has a nice group, but I still think they're just around 500. We know Robbie's at Oak Forest. Hillcrest is great. You know, Lamont's got Ian Anoyas, Indrusitis. I mean, AJ Casey could be <laughs> in this conference. The South Suburban, you know, blue and red is really at, at a nice moment right now where there's a lot of even highly competitive teams that might just be around 500. Uh, so that's kind mm-hmm. of fun to see. Um, my second take, I, I tweeted this. Uh, after the game, and I don't, I don't know. Remember, everybody probably uh, okay. Everybody probably doesn't remember, but Joe might remember <laughs> on the podcast early in the season uh, after the Chicago League Classic. I said that I thought Thornton could win a state title. Then they went and lost. You know, it just everything kind of went away. Watched them again on Saturday, and I mean, when things are going well with Thornton. <sighs> They are, they can be so good. The high is so high with them. You know, they took a 20 some win Larkin team and they, Larkin was literally never in the game. It, not for a half second. I mean, Darren Carter, you know, the Larkin coach talked to him after the game and he was like, yeah, we were just outplayed in all phases of the game from beginning to end. And Thornton just never let up. They never gave them a foothold. You know, you thought maybe Larkin would get a run. Damari Wheeler-Thomas is scoring some really high-level baskets. You know, he played a great game. What didn't matter? You couldn't get Larkin back in it. Thornton just laid the hammer down. Ty Rogers, you know, his numbers, you know, they weren't, they were fine. You know, kind of a low, almost triple-double in some things. But, man, when, when Vincent Rainey hits those shots, you know, McCullough played well. I just, I don't know. And then I talked to Ty Streets after the game, you know, obviously, because I was covering it. And Ty, you know, he didn't say anything crazy, but he's like, yeah, I, I just think this team, you know, he doesn't want to put any limit on what they could do. And he, he thinks their best is yet to come. You know, they, he thinks they've really turned the corner. And when you look closer at Thornton's season, you know, which I did, um, the, the, they're 15 and 5, but two of those losses are without Ty Rogers. You know, that's the Hyde Park and the Perspectives loss. So they got the Kankakee loss. Um, and other than that, I mean, I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, they're a wild card. Am I nuts I mean, to think that they could be this good? Uh, I, 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 my 
amount of teams that can realistically win a state title has really shrunk, which I think kind of sucks. Um, I, I don't, I would not include Thornton in there, but uh, yeah, I, I just, and they look so good. Now the problem is they look so good at the Chicago elite classic. Um, not the problem, but it, it, it gave me this, Oh, okay. Well, they're, they are going to be really good. And then I, I, I just, we haven't been able to, I call them a wild card because we haven't been able to see this consistency out of them, but it was partly because Rogers was out. They've won five or six in a row. I know since that Kankakee loss. So do they have another measuring stick game to close out the year? Yeah, they got know? a few. I mean, they beat Bloom last week too, but I think they've actually got a pretty good um, next two weeks. Hold on, because I was looking at that. Because it's a team that, yeah, I mean, that South Suburbs, I I don't know. I mean, is there a – I mean, Hillcrest is 3A, you know, so. Exactly, uh, yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's just. Uh, oh, they're yeah. They got. I'm, I'm probably going. Or no, I probably can't. Uh, it's they play Kankakee on Tuesday. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I mean, you look at because who are they run into in the super? Yeah, that's a good question. I don't uh, uh, have that in my mind yet. Because now I'm. I mean, they they beat Larkin by more than Glenbard West did. I'm looking, comparing these scores now. I mean, they both trounced him by 20 stuff, but. Yeah, I mean, when you get to those scores, I yeah, was at that Larkin game really with Lombard yeah. West. And, uh, but I'm looking at this, and Thornton would play. Yeah, I mean, they play in that. <laughs> the thing is, the whole Kenwood deal. I mean, is I don't know what we have in Kenwood right now. Yeah. After their week. And, and, you, and you know what you gotta like about that is, I mean, we, we'll talk about this, I'm sure, a lot more in the coming weeks. And when I'm trying to pick a playoff game, especially, the first thing that always goes through my mind is, which great senior will not let his career end tonight? And imagine Ty Rogers with his back up against the wall. I mean. That's going to be a special event <laughs> to try and get him out. You know, that, that's going to be, that's something not many teams in the area have, you know, is a senior like that. Um, that hey, wait a minute, so Mike. Much. You didn't correct me. What? Thornton's 3A. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, they're just popping, going to the four Simeon's still in their way. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it and, is. Yeah. And Hillcrest is still in their way. So he'll, yeah. so it sets up to be, uh, they're in that tough 3A sectional. Yeah, they dropped but, when Simeon did. Not not great luck. Yeah. yeah, I mean they're in that section now with Hillcrest, Marion Catholic, uh, Kankakee, Lamont, Oak Forest, Oaklawn, or or not Richards, Oaklawn's foray. Um, so yeah, I mean they have to beat a Hillcrest and a Simeon to get. Yeah, I don't. That's that's. So the sectional's doable. They're gonna have the best player on the court, but. Yep. But yep. then there'd be Simeon um, in this. I mean, Hill, but Hillcrest is playing so well right now too. So yeah, but they're young. I saw a kind of playoff time. But yeah, no, you're. Right. I mean, they're playing really great. Isn't it unbelievable how? Th- yeah, Thornton. They've had so much kind of go not their way in the playoffs at the roads and everything when they were in four A, and they right. finally dropped to three. And, and boom, it hits them again. Yeah, yeah. 
not great luck. Because that Verge team, what I remember watching that team in the sectional lose to. Oh yeah. Uh, I think it was Bloom actually. Yeah. Not, I don't know. Anyway. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I keep calling them a wild card because I just, I still don't know what we, what we have out of them. And you're, you're right. I mean, Ty Rogers in, in March. Um, I, I gotta quit saying March because it's pretty much yeah. <laughs> in mid February. I mean, he won a state title last year. This guy knows how to win a, yeah. a playoff run. We don't have, it's, I, I just, I think they're really interesting and a team we just haven't talked much about, you know, over the last, for various reasons. And not yeah. a lot of people saw him because there weren't fans at the Dipper even when they were. So it's like, I, I thought Ty Rogers was going to be a bigger deal than he became. That's what I, what I wrote on Saturday. And I think maybe he still will. Yeah. No, I'll be, uh, that's uh, another interesting storyline to watch and follow though when, when the state tournament does kick up. Because of what you just said, I mean, he's been through those high stakes, you know, high profile state tournament games in the past in Michigan. And, uh, you'll, you know, he'll, I think he'll be needed. I know he's not this, he's not this diverse scoring threat, but when, when the state tournament comes around, I'm, I'm assuming for them to, you know, beat some of these teams, that's going to have to tick up just a little bit. It, it, but is that the best three A sectional you've ever seen? Yeah, for an anti three A guy uh, as I am, um, yeah. I mean, I, I, Brooks and Egg Science are having good years. I mean, <laughs> I mean when it's... when you you usually are lucky if you get two or three teams. Uh, you've got teams here that have been ranked one time or another. Seven. Marion. Okay, you already counted. Yeah, seven. Yeah. So, and then it feeds into the best 3A team in the state in the Super. So it's very 4A-ish right there. Yeah, that's going to be fun. It's going to be tough. Yeah, I mean, Richard, like I said, Richards has had a nice year. Tinley Park can beat pretty much anybody on a given nah, night. Uh, nah, I could, I could find you a whole bunch of bad 3A sectionals. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well. Oh. And some of them are getting worse. <laughs> like we, that we well, yeah, I bought my stock in Ignatius, <laughs> yes. and poof. Yeah. Is there a bigger loss of after a post-stock report than my purchase of Ignatius stock? Uh, they, they, didn't they go on three? Yeah, did, it was bad. Didn't they, didn't they lose three games? Yeah. After did. my... They lost, I know, to Nazareth, uh, Bennett. Oh, and Providence. Oh, I think it was, yeah. Yeah, right after my stock purchase. Yeah, you lost some cash there, Joe. Um, That's why I had to dig in DePaul today. <laughs> uh, and yet right. they're still favored. Yeah, All I've right. had to officially get off the... I was the... What was I? Whatever, you're, train conductor of the... Uh, <laughs> yeah, you, train. You, you, you got it back up and running. Um yeah, it's I don't know what I haven't heard from uh, them in a while. I don't know what exactly happened with those three in a row, but tough times. All right, let's uh, let's start with the city tournament. I don't think we got a ton to say about it. Um, I think it's weird. I just because, didn't want because you and I, especially you, you really have loved those, and, and I do too. You know, even before the semifinals. And I don't see a whole lot of drama. I, I mean, you mentioned like the like that next wave of teams, like the Clark of the world, 
And despite the quotes I read uh, in your game you're covering with, I don't know what it was, they're not respected or nobody believes in us or whatever it was. I mean, they did lose to Young by like 30, didn't they? Yes, it was not a great game for them. So, I, I mean, who... Hyde Park is the one, I guess, you know, and, and we'll get into the brackets here a little bit, but those, the big four, Young, Kenwood, Simeon, uh, Curie, right? Yeah. yeah. Those are the f- four that everyone expects to be in the semifinals. So then it's a matter of, okay, and it doesn't mean these, some of these schools, it'd be a big deal for them to get into the quarterfinals, but, are any of these teams, aside from a Hyde Park and a Orr, have any shot of of getting into a semifinal? Um, I think Longwood somebody you got to account for. Remember, just last week they yeah. lost at Curie by two or three points or something. Um, and they're in, they're in Curie's world bracket world down there. So they could get another shot at them <clears throat> at some point. I think that's one that I looked at to watch. Um, and I think Orr, Ken, I, I, I spoke about how Orr, I just don't know if they've got enough time. It just it feels like their team just got put together. And now the city tournament starts. Well, and they're in Simeon's bracket, right? Uh, no, they're with, they'd play Kenwood. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. So, I, right, yeah right. so that could be maybe a, uh, especially depending on where that one winds up being. Um we also we we already seen that Kenwood doesn't play real well at Orr. <laughs> I yeah, I just you know you look at a high, and I like Hyde Park, but I mean you look at you know their big games against Simeon, Curie, Kenwood. They're zero three. They lost to Simeon by like twenty some. I know they lost yeah, to Kenwood by double digits. I know they played Curie pretty tough, but uh, I just don't have a belief that anybody. I'll be very stunned if. Usually there's just some drama, you know. I mean, there's a little bit of drama and some big time matchups that, hey, be careful in this one. And I, I just don't, I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but I don't, I don't see it this year. Uh, young would end up Hyde Park would end up, sorry, would end up getting Young um, in the Elite Eight. So that at least would be a different challenge. Right. Um, which I mean, no, I don't, does anybody really need to see a Simeon Curie semifinal? I mean, oh. Yeah, I know neither coach was thrilled about that. I, last week, both of them, I think, mentioned it to me that it looks like that's the way the bracket was going to go. Um, so that's yeah, not that's ideal. that's not very appetizing. Um, but Clark, I thought Clark did look good in that game I saw um, last week. They, they would play Curie. They, they have a tough road though. Clark would have to get through the long. They'd have to beat Longwood just in the um, second, second round. round. Yeah, so that's not a great draw. Um, at, at all there for them. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I didn't think North Londe was playing super well when I saw them. You know, I think the team perspectives leadership is a team I haven't seen yet. And I thought they were, would have been maybe the most interesting tournament team in this tournament, but they're going to wind up with Simeon. Right. So that kind of takes away. Well, but and and they get Lincoln Park, a very very struggling Lincoln Park, um, in that opening round. So that's a what you would call a a team that, or, I mean, the best one of the best first round games that you would have originally thought. Um, but Lincoln Park is just ooh, 
really struggling. Um, as we speak, I'm getting text messages from Glenbrook North fans. Because... They really can't handle that they're not in the rankings. It's been... I've been getting emails and messages. I mean, they lost... You know, they've been playing some good teams tough, but that Libertyville loss... Libertyville's a good team, but that's what's keeping them out. And they don't have a win. Ah, so... uh, Yorkville Christian. Two guys win. Awful lot of teams have that win, as it gets pointed out to me quite often in the rankings. Yeah, that that's nice. Uh, but yes, I mean, 12, 12 teams do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, I, I, you know, I would have said Evanston was a good win, but I saw Evanston Saturday and it was, is, 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 is that had to have been, I didn't talk to Mike Ellis after the game, but their loss to Lake Forest when a Saturday was one of the worst Evanston losses I've seen in, I don't know. Since Mike Ellis has arrived, it, it was it was bad. Okay. And they uh, actually then they've split with them this year. Yeah, but I think Evanston clearly was playing better in the first half of the season than they did than they're doing right now. I mean, it, it, that that was just a uh, oof. But um, but, so uh, yeah, it, it took a little bit out of the that, now their loss to me. To Nutrier, that little run they had, they 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 hammered Lindblom, beat Yorkville Christian, lost to Nutrier by three. You know that that little run to me is that put them on that rankings bubble. But they lost uh, to Libertyville by fourteen in that run. Uh no, that's that was before it. The day before. Yeah, so I'm just saying, post Libertyville, they've. But I would have to rank Libertyville, who's having an excellent year. I mean, they're not as loud about it, <laughs> but uh, you know, Libertyville is what twenty and six and winning their conference. Yeah, but I, I, I mean, there's this is a whole rankings another story, but you could put Glenbrook North in there, mate. I mean, there's actually a lot of good teams that aren't in right now. Um, yeah. I'm just saying, I've seen Libertyville, I've seen Glenbrook North, and Glenbrook North. I know the score does not say that. I'm just saying, again, I, it is. I mean, Libertyville, talk about who have they beaten? I think I'm going to go see them tomorrow. Um, they play Lake Forest. Let me um, see here. Who they beat. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I mean, there's a reason they haven't been in the rankings either, but, um, you know, their team we've had our eye on all year, pretty much. Um, and they lost to Lake Forest, lost to Evanston, lost to Rolling Meadows, lost to... All the good games they've played, basically. Yeah. Lost to Willowbrook. Who's actually been playing pretty well. Um, anyway, I just... Um, but yeah, it's all right. I mean, it's hard to like... I guess, obviously you can make it, but they're acting like the greatest injustice in the history of the world is being... Committed. I would not call it that. Yeah. No. It's like, oh, come on. I mean... Yeah, I don't... Uh... Anyway, uh, I mean, when you get the last five spots in the rankings, you could easily call it a top 30 and add five more teams. You know what I mean? It's the 26 through 30 are probably right. This year it's 15 through 40. 
I mean, we got teams not ranked like, you know, Lake Forest isn't ranked. Marion Catholic, Proviso East, RB. You know, there's a lot of teams with good wins Yeah, that are not in right now. I'm sorry, but Glenbrook North's not above those guys. They're just not. But I'm just saying overall. They're my, about the same. Yeah, I've got teams that are a bunch very similar together in that 20 through 30 range, and they're Oh, yeah. Somewhat inter- interchangeable. Yeah. It's a huge. I mean, Barrington. I didn't mention. It's a huge list of teams that could be yeah. there. I mean, it's the biggest I've ever had. Frankly, um, it, it could go on. I literally think from fifteen to forty, they're about the same. You know, and, and they beat up on one another, and it's what are you going to do? Um, but yeah, uh, but the only people who are really loud about it are the, right now are the Glenbrook North people. So they're getting hammered. Yeah. Ah, they're passionate. Let them be. Yeah, they're excited. Um, all right, I guess they've that... had some bleak. They've had some bleak years, Mike. Let them, let them. It's true, and they should be good not... next year, right? Their guys are oh, yeah. young. Yeah, so ah, yeah. sophomore point guard, I like yeah. a lot. You got Ryan Cohen, the junior, and yeah, they're going to be next year. Will be I... their year. Um, so I guess should we make a? I don't know. The city preview really kind of petered out there, Joe. Um. <laughs> well, I mean... <laughs> Do you want to make a pick? <laughs> you said you were bored of it, basically. <laughs> and, uh, we, well, I, uh, I'm excited for the return after not having it last year. It's a bunch of teams that have recently gotten their butts kicked by suburban teams. It well, really, it really they, takes the fire out of it. They have lost recently. <laughs> They've also, I mean, you're talking about a semifinal game that we've seen twice already. Yeah. Uh, and it feels like, has it ever felt like this is a second tier group? Like this before, Glenbrook South, um, what Yorkville Christian, and uh, Glenbard West have all beaten, yeah, the top contenders recently. Right, and yeah, that does not. Yeah, I guess it, it just feels less. It's not like any big matchup we're dying to see here, right? I mean, I guess. I, I guess, um, geez, Kenwood and Young played each other too, didn't they? Yeah. I mean, they didn't oh, have man. all their guys, but. Wait, is there anybody who hasn't played somebody? Simeon Young. Young and Simeon haven't played. Um, Kenwood and, wait. Yeah, the Young Hyde Park is okay. Yeah, it's, it's just, there isn't anything here. Like, a lot of years, it's like the matchup we're dying to see. Right. And that just isn't here. So, yeah, I guess, you know, it is what it is. Um. You know, Young traditionally doesn't seem to really play super well in the city tournament. Um, mm-hmm. That's another reason I think that Hyde Park, I mean, that's going to be the biggest game of their lives if that materializes. And we've seen Hyde Park hit some highs this year. So that could, that's the possible upset-looking one, I think. Um, but, yeah. So is there a matchup in there that would tell you something? Like if Simeon played Kenwood in a rematch. In the city title game. Although, it, the, the problem is it just the, the shine is taken off of it because of I, this last week with Kenwood. I, I don't, I mean, Darren Ames returned to action. Yeah, I heard he didn't. Well, he scored 23, right? No, he had 12 uh, against Yorkville Christmas. Oh, I thought. Yeah. Well, I thought he had more than that. No. I just, anyway, I, mean, I, wasn't, I well, had a secondhand report that he didn't wasn't able to do much. I don't know if he's still hurting. It shouldn't have come back or that's a mess. And you know, then we've got in the middle of all this, we've got Kenwood's going to play Hillcrest over the weekend. Let, let's get into that. Um, 
Oh, we'll start out with the. Wait, 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 wait. Are you going to pick a winner? I want you to pick a winner. City. Simeon? Um, yeah. Jalen Drain's on fire. Um, and did you know Miles Rubin didn't miss a shot for four games? <laughs> uh, Rob texted me. Rob Smith texted me that. Uh, that streak ended, I believe, but he's been playing really well. Yeah, I think Simeon clearly yeah. is the favorite. Um, Simeon, pick. All right. Yeah, I'll go to the weekend. Um, and Something that weekend, it, it's a fun match. It's a, it's a good two local games at this Donda Academy thing. Uh, what, what's going to, yeah, I'm more excited about Kenwood Hillcrest than any of the other games. Yeah. Kenwood Hillcrest is the I, opener. I know, I, I, yeah. I know I'm in the minority. I, I it's know. fantastic. It'll be on Peacock if you have that streaming service to watch later, or I think it's going to be live on NBC Sports Chicago. So if you go wait, to the wait, other thing, wait. you can see it. Wait, what? It's live. On NBC Peacock, Sports Chicago. I, uh, they're bringing that, but not live. I think, yeah, no, I think it's live, yeah. I, I haven't seen any, like, documentation, but that's what the organizer has told me. I didn't look at the TV schedule, and it's going to be streamed on Peacock. The thing at UIC. Yes. All right. So we should be able to check that out, even if we're not there. Um, so that'll be a fun game. The second game is Simeon against Coronado, Nevada. They're a good school from out of state. And then everybody's got to leave. And an hour later, you can come back if you want to watch Donda Academy against Chicago Prep. <laughs> so, all right. I, I'm not trying to. So people will do that? I don't know. Like um, how many, like who's going to, how many people are going to be at the 9 p.m. game? Well, that the organizer thinks that's what all the tickets are sold for. Everybody, it's because Kanye West is probably going to be there, they think. God, I just not into this. So yeah, I, I mean, who? I I don't know that he wasn't worried. He had a hundred. Well, you know about media request. He had a hundred and fifty media requests for the game. Um, the Donda I, I, thing is big. I, but how do? How is there a team called Chicago Prep that we don't know anything about? Julio Montes is on it. I've learned. I like to really, team. yeah, from Lincoln Park. Yeah. yeah. That's all I know about that. I just, I've just exhausted my knowledge of Chicago prep, but, um, yeah, we like Julio Montes' game. He's a kid who would have had a spot somewhere, if not for COVID, I'm sure, at some level. Um, you know, he's he still, play. he's still little, right? Yeah. I mean, okay. I assume I haven't seen him, but, um, <laughs> I, I don't know, man. Uh, I'm in for the Kenwood Hillcrest game. Yeah. So that, that should be fun. Um, I think there'll be a lot of people there because, you know, the Wind Trust one sold out in like ten eight or ten minutes. So the whole and that'll be just basically full of people from Glenview and Glen Ellen. So it leaves the city to see some pretty good games. But yeah, the going out and coming back in thing. That's for those of you who don't read uh, our website obsessively, that's because of IHSA and National Federation of High Schools rules. Uh, Donda Prep is not a member of the California High School Association, and neither is Chicago Prep. They aren't a member of the Illinois High School Association, so they can't be in an event with the Illinois High School Association teams. You can get, like, special permission or whatever. That didn't happen. Um, it was hastily thrown together at the end, and so it just – they had to break the event into two things. And because of that – you know, the guy – the organizer, he doesn't sound like a bad guy. He he was he wanted to, to, make, to make it free, basically, the first part once this happened. Um, but the IHSA made him charge five dollars because that's the normal price, and they didn't want it to seem like he was enticing people to buy the other thing. So, I mean, you you can go for five bucks 
to watch those two, you know, Kenwood Hillcrest and Simeon Coronado, and be out of there, that's a pretty good deal. Yeah, that's nice. So, I yeah, I don't think... I mean, obviously, he's charging twenty to five hundred dollars for Donda stuff, but it didn't work out bad for high school basketball fans. For five bucks, you can go see those two games and just leave. Um, so, yeah, I don't think that's the worst outcome for anybody. But so, is there a completely different? Like, do people go to those two games and still go to the next one, or is that a whole new group of people that want to see the other? I'm trying to figure out who wants to see Donda. I think a lot of people want to see Donda, and I think they want to see J.J. Taylor, and just being in a building with Kanye West is a big thing to a lot of people. You know, I don't know that he's going. I think everybody's just assuming he shows up at some of their games, and this is the Chicago thing, and I know he's put stuff on Instagram about it. So when you've got Kanye West promoting an event in Chicago, Illinois, I mean, didn't he bring, like, all those people to Soldier Field in, like, an hour for his, like, album? Yeah. It's going to be a lot of people there. And I don't know, you know, where they rank on our high school basketball fandom scale. I have no idea. Um, clearly, if it was all one event, you know, they'd be packed. I'm sure it would sell out. But, yeah, it, there'll be a lot of people there. But the cool thing is you can go watch the two high school games for five bucks and get home in time to watch the Donda on TV if you want. <laughs> so, Or watch Glumbard West Sierra Cannon. Well, you don't have time. And you probably don't have a ticket. But yeah, oh, yeah, I mean, on TV. Eight, eight o'clock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On TV. Yeah, that's, so we'll go to the other one, the big one. Uh, Glenbard West against Sierra Canyon is the, uh, headliner at eight o'clock, which is an extremely annoying time for me and my print deadline. <laughs> but before that is Glenbrook South and Curie, which should also be a really good game. I am, uh, it looks like I'm going to talk to, uh, Amari Bailey tomorrow. Um, to kind of, I figured that'd be fun to see what he's got to say and. Uh, do a little preview of the event. Um, you know, I thought, I don't know, I think I tweeted it publicly. Maybe I did. I thought last weekend was a trap weekend for Glenbard West. I kind of thought they were going to lose one of those games. You know, not that they aren't obviously good enough to beat them, but I thought in between your event and this, two good teams, one having to play them for the third time already, I was thinking, geez, this could be a real trap weekend. And it was a close one, uh, with Lions. Lions finally, and I heard it was closer than the final, much closer than the final score indicated. A bunch of Lions people sent me videos <laughs> and stuff because they thought they played real well. But they, you know, Glenbard West, they did not go down. They beat them for the third time. And then the St. Charles North game, eek, that wasn't even close. Yeah. I mean, I, I didn't think that was going to be close. I mean, they just really struggled. Um, St. Charles North, they now, you know, if you look at they, they've lost. Oh, I mean, they are one, two, three, four, and bad since Pontiac. They're they're four and nine um, in their last thirteen games. So, and Lions, they had beaten them a combined sixty nine points yeah. in their first two games. You know, I think I picked in my weekend forecast to be closer. I just think that it was inevitable, but I did. I think I had it fifteen or seventeen. So, yeah, I mean, Lions is a it's a nice high school basketball team. They run into Glenbard West three times, and uh, they probably played ten times. And Glenbard West would probably win all ten. That's just that's it, just it, how it, good Glenbard West is matchup wise. I mean, there were literally uh, tweets about how they were on the ropes though late. Yeah, I mean, wins a win, that, baby. Oh yeah, but I'm just saying. I mean, that that shows incredible improvement on Lions side, you know, after those two. Well, oh, yeah, games. I mean, you're covering. You know, that's 269 points. That's a 34 and a half point spread. 
Goodness. <laughs> um, but Sierra Canyon, uh, you know, they've got Amari Bailey, Chicago native, moved out there. He's the number two player in the country, I think. And yeah. uh, Bronnie James, LeBron James kid, some other guys. Um, you know, they're not unbeatable. So I think Glenn Bard West is going to be able to give him a chance. What I'm interested in to see is, and I've had a lot of talk about this with some coaches and stuff, what do you think happens on a college court? Do you think that hampers Glenbard West? Helps him? What's your take, Joe? No, I think it 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 definitely um, helps Sierra Canyon uh, on a college court. Uh, it, well, I should I take that back. It, it, it's going to help Sierra Canyon in the half court. I I but in the full court, uh, if you've watched Sierra Canyon, they do apply some some a little bit more pressure. Um, man to man wise. So I think that can help Glenbard West in terms of avoiding, you know, they got a little more space to maneuver to work without that, you know, traditional point guard. So I, I think there's good and bad as far as the court size. Um, I, I don't, I don't know what people's opinion and perception of this game is. I don't know if they think this juggernaut from California comes in and wipes out the Glenbard West team or I mean Sierra Canyon, you know, took apart Whitney Young in the late in that game when they matched up. Uh they beat him. You know, it was relatively close and then they just took off yeah. in the fourth quarter. And it just it was just a turnover after turnover. Uh I, I, I mean I think it's Glenbard West toughest game. I think it's their best chance to to lose. But I don't think it's going to be I, I don't. I think Glenbard West has a chance to win, and I don't think like if there was was a line, I don't think it would be as big as some people might think it is. Um, and just I, I doubt Sierra Canyons played a whole lot of teams that play one three one, particularly an effective one three one. It's just not something that teams are accustomed to. Now they do have they've had a little bit of time here to prep. I don't know what their schedule looked like this week in preparation for this, but if they've had games, multiple games or not. That does make a difference to me in my eyes. But I, I think I think it's going to be a very good game. Um, you know, and Amari Bailey is interesting. You know, if you remember back, Mike, when he was, I did a big, huge piece ranking the best player, best prospects in Illinois, regardless of age. Uh, I do that every once in a while. And that one was in- interesting because the number one player on that list was an eighth grader at the time, Patrick Baldwin Jr., who was in Evanston at the time. And we thought he was going to be going to Loyola Academy and played for a minute in the summertime with, with Tom Lovatino and Loyola at the RB shootout. And then dad got a job at Wisconsin, Milwaukee and left. But on that list was a seventh grader, which I remember a couple of people I didn't intend to do that with an eighth grader and a seventh grader, but Amari Bailey was a seventh grader on my, I think he was seventh on my list of best prospects. And there's just some guys, we talk about this all the time. There are some players that you see at that age that, and I don't usually go overboard on young guys. I, I, if you look at the history, I, I've not been one to do that, but he was a player that, yeah, this is stupid. No brainer. 
as long as he stays on the right track, he's going to be a high major prospect and, and one of the top players in the country. Patrick Baldwin, same thing. And they both, they both were or have been. So I, I'm really intrigued to see him be able to play in this game and this come back to Chicago. And, uh, I don't know because you watched Sierra Canyon a little bit. Yeah, you might? I've watched him twice now. Um, so I watched a game and a half. What's your, I mean, do you, somebody get text me today. Joe, what's the line? Yeah. See, my concern, I, I, Sierra Canyon's personnel wise, they're better, but yeah, my concern kind of for, but I think Glenbird West going to have a massive home court advantage, but you know, Sierra Canyon played an event just like this on Saturday. On TV, Camden, New Jersey, big deal, you know, that kind of thing, and they lost. Um, I, I, having having watched them, I don't think they're as good as everybody says they are. No, that's only watching a game and a half. See, I don't think anybody thinks that. I think it's just because of Bronny James. And he's a player that yeah. is, uh, is not – I'm sorry. He's not – as, I, I don't know. He's just not that guy. Yeah, but he he's the attraction, and that's why I, I don't think anybody's. It's not because they're great. It's because they have Bronny James, and everybody's excited to see it. It's a lot like the Kanye West thing. I just I, I worry a little bit. If I feel like Sierra Canyon's been it, to them, it's just going to be another Saturday night, and to Glenbard West, it's going to be something they haven't experienced. And I, I think that with high school kids, you know, I was wrong about last weekend. I thought maybe they'd have – Glenbird West keeps meeting and passing these tests. You know what I mean? Everyone they're getting, they're passing. We haven't seen them fail one of these tests yet. So I, I don't – The other thing to keep in mind, we mentioned the court size. Yeah. But we also have not talked about – it is a big difference when you're going – I mean, I don't – I don't think Glenbard West has played in a college arena all year, exactly. right? Exactly, yes. Uh, yes. Shooting. Yeah. It, it is an adjustment. Uh, which this will be good for, this is another reason why it's a good game to prep for. Yeah. It's an unbelievable environment and exciting for the kids and their, and their fans to play in this game, but also to get into, uh, you know, a little bit of a different element when you're playing in a college arena, particularly shooting. So that'll, that'll be interesting because it is a team, you know, with Durkin and, and Huff's a shooter and Pierce has been shooting well and, Paxton Warden, I mean, they're not this elite three-point shooting team, but it is a team that does rely on some perimeter jump shots. And shooting it at Wintrust Arena is going to be different than Bennett Academy last weekend, you know, yeah. or a week. So, no matter what happens, if they Glenbury West wins or loses, for their goal of winning a state championship, it's a they're better. Experience. They're better for it. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, do you know how many coaches I have had tell me in the last twenty years after a super sectional game that their kids just had never played in a college court before, and it took them maybe just four minutes. You know what I mean? To yeah. get used to it. But that that was the sliver of difference, you know, in yeah. their three point loss. Yeah, and I, I've seen it a lot of times in super sectionals at, at Illinois State. Um, you know, DeKalb. Northwestern's always seemed a little different when they've had them up there because it's just a different kind of backdrop. But yeah, it's, it'll, you know, I, I'm going to pick Lombard West. I'm going to pick them. 
<laughs> All right, Joe. I'm going to be the homer. A full hero. My, 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 yeah. my weekend forecast, I'll just put it out there already. Now, I put Sierra Cannon as a five, four, five, six point favorite. I mean, it's going to be, I'm just happy it's happening. It's going to be a great event. And yeah, no matter what, it's great for Glenbard West to get this experience. And it's great for all of us to have a nice thing that maybe the casual fan will be interested in in our sport here. Um, do you have, what are your thoughts on the first game? I'm taking Glenbrook South. Uh, I just think their execution, how they play, um, is going to be problematic for Curie and. I, I I like Curie. I just don't think this Curie team is the Curie teams of of old, even though the record indicates it is. I I don't. I I think this Curie team is going to have a tough time beating the really good teams, and, and and that's kind of proven to be the case. They've they've won a lot of games. They've beaten a lot of good teams, but when they've played Simeon twice, when they played Kenwood, uh. You know, the Cardinal Ritter team, they lost in, uh, I believe, in overtime. You know, they've, they've, they've stumbled in their biggest tests of the year. And I put Glenbrook South in that group of, obviously, they're ranked. I don't know where you got them ranked right now, but, um, they, they're one of the elite teams in Illinois right now. And I just, I like Glenbrook South on that one. Yeah, I do too. Um, we saw how they stepped up for big moments. I think this is a team that's ready to do big things, and uh, yeah, I would take them as well. Curie's, Curie's young. Everybody keeps forgetting that. Y- you know, it's a young team, and look out next year. It would be interesting, though, if Glenbrook South beat Curie and Hillcrest took out Kenwood. <laughs> I mean, Suburban, yeah. another weekend of Suburban teams knocking out the city it's been a been a difficult year in the public league but remember we, we saw this coming we said it's it's the lowest the senior class is rough um it's just not what the cps standards usually are and that's been proven out um so far but we still got watch watch, watch them win three state yeah, titles we still got the most important <laughs> games to come so look out and i know jalen drain has been putting up huge numbers lately um, in these games, nobody's really covered or seen, you know, some big games, you know, against Curie and everybody. So, uh, he's hot. We'll see what they do in the city tournament, but we should wrap this up and, uh, it's going to be a, an amazing weekend. Everybody have fun. I hope you're able to get tickets to the game you wanted to go to. And remember, if you didn't, they're on these streaming services or I think maybe on live TV, the one, so you can check them out. Um, and also Evanston Nutrier is going to be on the U on Friday, I believe. Um, so that'll be on TV if you want to get a, uh, another look at Nutrier. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody, and we'll be back next week breaking down the game of the, it's the game of the season, right? Yeah. All right, see ya. All right. <laughs>